huge email. We're like in the top, I think like 75, 80 health and wellness podcasts in New Zealand. So fucking shit yeah. out to New Zealand. Freak, freak <laughs> stat right there. Freak stat. And I love it. And then when the Spotify the or the anchor review came out and it reaffirmed it, that New Zealand was one of the top. So you, you guys in New, New Zealand, you keep passing this around. They know what they're doing down there, down under. Yeah, they, they do. do. They do. We ready to rip? Oh, yeah. yeah. After that, fuck yeah. Welcome to the Men's Health Unscripted Podcast with Patrick and Cam. We're focusing early on men's health, looking at your emotional, your physical, and your spiritual well-being. You're going to take care of that and make sure you keep on going. What's going on, guys? Men's Health Unscripted for the much-anticipated Ask Us Anything our moderator today is a very special guest. Our uh, our very own news reporter, T. McGee, is in the house, and she's going to be moderating the questions, keeping us on track, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun for you guys. We've got some great questions ahead, and hopefully this will give you guys some insight into uh, like just us, um, our professions, our lives, and T., you ready to kick it off? I sure am. Well, you got to hit the like, subscribe, follow button on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and all the other socials. Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. We're everywhere. Go ahead. All right. Now to jump right in. Nicole from Instagram. How do you bring in the new year or how do you ring in the new year with gratitude? Hmm. Well, I think that's really going to depend on everybody specifically but i think this is a new year we've had some shitty years back to back kind of stacked on top of us so let's focus on yourselves bring that shit in doing whatever it is you like to do yeah and uh i know for cam and myself our our lives have been intertwined here for the last like four or five years and this is uh probably the first year it's felt different <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as far as like just school and life goes anything you got joe yeah last year when you and i went to uh Kudawari on, on January 1st together, that kind of set the precedent for the year for me. So I think just getting into a, a routine and making it a habit and then stacking that habit uh, really helps you get um, get going on that uh, gratitude practice. I'm just, you know, I'm grateful to be out of school and grateful for, for new opportunities. And I'm really grateful for just our, our, you know, not to sound cheesy, but our audience with Men's Health Unscripted. You guys have been growing and passionate and you'll see in these questions, you guys are a little crazy, and I love it. This question comes from the cheese. Who are some wellness influencers to learn from or influencers that you find inspiration from? Us, cheese. It's us. We're the wellness. <laughs> well, let's be honest. The legend, we find inspiration from the legend himself, man. The cheese out there every day putting that gravy down, that nacho cheese. And he's got that little, what they, the cheese curd. He's yeah, he before, so he is the influencer we're all trying to follow. Oh man, thank you, Cheese. Nicolette from Instagram. This is a good one, guys. Are you ready? How often should one fart in a day? The Morning limit does not exist. <laughs> I, I, that's how I would answer that. There's no, there's, there's no limit. You know, it's, it's a personal uh, number for each, for everyone. So whatever you want, V. Whatever, whatever puts the love in your heart. <laughs> and let's be honest, let's not forget the great words of Shrek, you know, better out than in, as he always <laughs> says. This is true. I can't top that. <laughs> Thank Excellent. you, V. Excellent. <laughs> Here is a really good one. 
how often do you all have sex? And I'll start. It should be a minimum of 21 times a month. Well, ejaculating 21 times a month, or as T. McGee likes to say, 21 just is a month. Keeps the prostate doctor away. There you go, T, with some uh, some prostate health. Great answer. So you guys got at least just 21 times a month. Yeah, I met him. I mean, they, um, that's still quite a lot. Say challenge. 28 jizzes in February. One every day. I mean, I'm sure most of them already beaten that as it is, but yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm already caught up. <laughs> I'm already caught up and the girlfriend's been away for like three days, so it's crazy. <laughs> this is from someone who wished to remain anonymous is there a way to resensitize yourself after a 10-year porn addiction with concurrent erectile dysfunction for the past eight years that's a uh that's a pretty hot question and i think i think talking to bill uh, from Bill Ranshaw back in the day, really kind of put a lot of that in perspective. And I know he's resensitized himself and he's in a healthy relationship. So I would say it's possible. And I would say probably the first step to take would be some, some serious like cognitive therapy and, and working on the triggers that got you there. Um, if you do have a porn issue, I know Bill's told us he's always available. So Bill Ranshaw. Uh, he's, I think he's a coach, right? He coaches guys through these porn. Yeah. Things. Like a counselor for or something. Yeah. You guys have any, any advice, anything that, that you guys have come across? I know we talk about porn a lot on here. I mean, like you said, definitely go back and check out that episode of our boy, Cool Ranch, Bill. Uh, he's out there showing you how slinging that gravy can be a little dangerous, can lead to a lot of mental problems. And honestly, how you're compounding it with your, you know, your ED that you've had for eight years, you marked on, they're probably not probably they're highly tied together uh so as you're able to kind of back yourself down um as you know bill did mention he kind of weaned himself down from that you have to you know you can't jump off the ledge you kind of you know walk down the stairs uh to say so just kind of listen back on that episode maybe follow some of those steps maybe reach out to some other counselors like that or you know maybe if bill is welcome to people you know professionally don't just start hitting them in the dms and going crazy with it um you know as a professional way definitely reach out to somebody and they can help you kind of guide yourself down those stairs. Yeah. Anything you've come across, Joe? Yeah, I definitely agree with Cam. I would, I would defer to uh, to the expert bill here, but I did uh, come across something recently on May's men's health. Uh, they're talking about how porn and um, masturbation, when you attenuate your, your penis to your hand and your hand only for a certain amount of times um, in a day, week, month, year, that you start to become um, desensitized to other external sources. So just, I think that's a good um, starting point is to not attenuate your your hand and porn to sex. So try to find um, some kind of starting point there and then find an expert and uh, build with them. Yeah. Well, Bill kind of mentioned that in the episode. He talked about how he would only be able to, be able to you know, um, what's the right word? I don't want to yeah, say exactly, he but he'd only be able to orgasm if it was from masturbation. So it's the same thing right there. It's kind of like Pavlo's dog, but you're Pavlo and your penis. Yeah, it's true. Good luck. That's, I know it's tough. Yeah, good luck. If uh, we're always here, reach out. You reached out before, and uh, I did I did send that gentleman Bill's info and stuff. Um, but yeah, we, we're always uh, available to help you find the resources you need. 
All right, Joe, this one is for you. What's it like having a prosthetic testicle? Well, T, it's uh, it's very much like having a regular testicle, except that it's uh, a silicone ball filled with saline solution. Um, there, you can't hurt it, but you still can feel things because of the skin around it. So it, I was told by the doctors, indestructible unless I get in a high speed motorcycle collision is what they specifically told me. <laughs> so it is, uh, it is very strong. So, um, and it's really just there uh, for a sense of normalcy for. Uh, testicular cancer um, patients. So that's really all I got for you. But good question. Real question is, how was it during this last like cold freeze we had? We had that really bad cold snap. <laughs> it felt like it was up there. It felt like it was way up there on me. So it doesn't, it doesn't drop and, and, you know, with the heat, but it's, it is, uh, it's, it's stationary inside of me. So it just, it always feels like it's up there, but when it's cold, even more so, you know, oh, anyway, yeah, I imagine. Imagine that scrote is just hugging that bad boy in there, nice and tight. Gets pretty, gets pretty taut up in that, <laughs> up in that bag. So, <laughs> see, these are important things because no, a lot no, of reviewers might not know this. Um, me and Pat have this weird, this weird connection where we both have like two really good friends named Joe. Both of them unfortunately had testicular cancer, and oddly enough, it was the the opposite testicle of each other. So it's just kind of weird thing this this happened out. My Joe did not get. He did not get the uh, the prosthetic while Patch Joe did. It's just a crazy like like control group we get to have now. It, it, now it is wild. Ask questions and bring them back to him. You know that is that it is wild because it's like together you're like we're we're three we're whole. But no, yeah. it's, I know we make I know we make jokes about it, but it's uh, for anyone out there that has been diagnosed recently or um, ever is. Just remember, you can come to us for any kind of questions because um, the most helpful thing for me going through it was talking to. Uh, previous patients that like more so than the doctor's answers because they didn't go through it themselves so we're always here for you yeah i'd say we uh we rep testicular cancer society pretty heavy yeah they i think they do a really good job with like patient outreach and, and making it about like the patient and getting them the information and resources they need dave from twitter wants to know how would you guys handle a miscommunication without putting your partner on the defensive Ooh, dave that's a tough one. Hot, that is a tough one. Heavy, heavy hitters right now. Yeah, okay. I can say this. What what you shouldn't say is start the thing off by saying, hey, don't get mad. But right. <laughs> that, that's also going to have the exact, uh, opposite effect sometimes too. So <laughs> that's a hit or miss. Also, yeah. I think from experience, um, don't bring it up when you're, you're upset or heated or angry, you know, or whatever, irritable, you know, wait until you can calmly communicate uh, to them. Uh, Cause I think the tone kind of dictates uh, the person's reaction. So uh, just remember that going into it. That's a good point. Great point. Yeah. I used to, when I coach baseball, I used to give the parents a 24 hour rule. Like it's harder in a relationship, obviously, but I say, you can't, you can't be pissed off at me for 24 hours. And then after you sleep and you're still angry at me, then we can talk about it. Cause then, and usually it's the conversation is just a lot calmer. It's not as hot as it would have been. And chances are, if it's calmer, you won't say things that you don't want to say. Yeah. And you also just got to try to like up front, just get, try to your best to make your intentions known that you're not trying to like prod or poke or make fun of everything like that. It's going to be a hard fight, like a hard battle, but that's probably the best bet. 
So would you recommend texting them on a very stressful day in the middle of the day? Hey, we need to talk later. I mean, it depends if you know they're having a stressful day, then no. But <laughs> like sometimes you don't know. You know, I read an article yesterday. Actually, it's funny you said that, T, um, saying that don't ever just send that text alone. If you ever do want to say, hey, we need to talk, make sure you mention what you need to talk about so that you're not putting the other person, person uh, the anxiety on that person until you speak. So it, it is good to communicate clearly with, you know, and without leaving it open-ended like that. Ooh, and Joe, if I had some candy right now, you would get all the candy because you gave the right, the the answer I like the most. <laughs> Thank you, T.I. That means a lot to me. <laughs> I hate those. We need to talk. No, we don't. Go away. Nerdy girl wants to know what's your favorite food. And then I have a follow-up to that. <laughs> so honestly, 100% not sexy. My favorite food is like Japanese curry. I will Ooh. fucking kill people for that shit. Like <laughs> there's this there's this like a chain in Japan um and like the Marines will the Marines will back me up on this Coco's. Uh like it it is fucking cocaine. It should be illegal. <laughs> wow. Um uh, it's my favorite food. It's a good question. I mean favorite as like in something i don't have often but it's my favorite i'll let myself have once in a while is, is pasta just pasta in general penne al vodka is my go-to but um that's my favorite food i don't eat it daily obviously but yeah i would have to go with cheese and mushrooms like i think i eat together or separate just yeah, like, together like oh. i love mushrooms i eat mushrooms almost every day and i eat a little bit of cheese like you know people love cheese man Dude, they, they do. cheese and mushrooms. Charcuterie like, boards are very popular these days. People love their cheese. Do you guys incorporate food in the bedroom besides the hot dogs? <laughs> That's just passively no. Yeah, I guess call me vanilla, but I I don't. I you know I'm not I'm open to it. It's just, ne it's just never been a thing with anyone I've ever experienced of. No, unfortunately, sorry. Not a food so, in the bedroom guy. Myself. What about you, Cam? Yeah, like I'm a freak, but like I can't do the the food in the bedroom. Like I'm a spaz when it comes to that. Like the the crumb stuff in the bed, can't do it. I don't like being sticky. Like uh, I've tried, like I've done like the whipped cream, the hot chocolate, or not hot chocolate, but like chocolate syrup or whatever, and you're you're still sticky afterwards. And it uh, what it, like, we'll do is we'll skin. we'll circle back. We'll all try it together collectively, and then we'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> it means like all of us together at one time. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right so to be continued on that one yes um not from my own personal experience but whipped cream goes sour really fast like 20 minutes or less and then you smell like it Blech. oh yeah good to know thank you t good thank you t we have had quite a few people ask very similar questions to the next question, which is what are some of the signs and or symptoms of testicular and or prostate cancer? Do you want to take prostate, you guys, and I'll do testicular? Oh, sure. yeah, I thought that was be pretty fair trade. <laughs> yeah, so I would say for prostate, sometimes it can be asymptomatic. So um, you would have to just be aware, but also like T said at the beginning of the broadcast, if your stream is starting or stopping, um, if, if you're, you're having other incontinence issues, um, 
what's the other big one? Cam. So my incontinence pad goes both ways of that. So if you're, you know, urinating too much or if you're not urinating enough or at all, it's always a problem. Um, a lot of it's going to be kind of bladder related because your urethra passed through that bad boy. So if it's pinching it off, you're having some problems. So if you start to notice anything else that could be in the urine, you've got any blood it could be present in the urine or semen. That's obviously going to be a problem. If you start to notice some pain in that area, so think about your hips, um, that area that kind of doesn't go away, that could be some problems. And also painful ejaculations are always a, good, a bad sign that something's wrong. It's actually a pretty weird story. I was at work the other day, and uh, there's the, the urinal, and then there's the, you know, the boxed-off toilet for going to the bathroom. So I was in the boxed-off toilet pissing, and then this guy was in the urinal, and his string was kind of – kind of like crazy and i was like yo is that prostate right i wasn't thinking i just said it out loud and the guy was like what and then he like finished up and left and i was like damn that was not cool <laughs> i was not thinking but so keep an eye on your stream if you start to notice it's kind of erratic might be time to have somebody you know take a look damn you're doing god's work over there <laughs> just do it the really wrong is. way <laughs> no i think you're doing it the right way man like just <laughs> addressing it up front it might have made that dude uncomfortable and even maybe you uncomfortable but you might go get that check now Hopefully he does. What I, oh, what I was going to say, one last thing real quick is uh, the PSA test. So that's a blood test you guys can go get. And you'll the first time you do it, first couple of times, you'll set a baseline. And then after you set the baseline, they'll monitor you yearly or bi-yearly, whatever your doctor wants you to do. And they'll watch that number. If it stays the same, generally pretty safe. If it starts going up, um, you know, it doesn't mean prostate cancer, but there's um, some things going on of concern. So make sure you stay on top of that blood work. Just, just make sure you don't ejaculate 24 hours before taking the PSA test. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's tough that's, to not. Unfortunately, we were supposed to take it last year, but we never did. Oh yeah. Perfect. Joe. Yeah. Well, that's right. Joe and I were supposed to do a PSA test. And the day we got there is like, don't ejaculate what 24, 48 hours before. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't do it. Cause you know, and then I'd walk in there looking at his fingers. Like, oh, shit. Really? <laughs> but, uh, we tried to pass that thing off to a bunch of people, you know. Yeah, and there's just real quick on the testicular. It's not always a, a painful or it's not a bump. Sometimes it's uh, just discomfort. Or um, for me, it just felt like, like something tugging, like on them down. So when I went to the doctor, they um, they thought it sounded like torsion or a hernia. And then until, obviously, um, further inspection, they, they found it. But from other men I talked to while I was at the urologist, while I went through it, it can be painful as well. So just, just anything that feels different is how I describe it. It doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to swell. It doesn't have to be uncomfortable, but just if it feels different down there, just, it can't hurt to go get it checked out. So yeah. Was it, was it the same size? Like, did you have any size oh, differences? I, it was, it was enormously, it was, it was huge. Okay. It, it happens slowly over time. So you don't notice it. Um, the day I was diagnosed, I like, it was like the size of my fist and that that was when i kind of had an idea something was obviously wrong um but again like you're the way i describe it to people is you're in denial that anything is wrong so in my head i'm probably make myself subconsciously believe oh nothing's wrong it's not bigger until like the day i was at the doctor's office and i went to the bathroom i was like oh wow like something's very obviously wrong here so it's weird what the brain does and we're you know we're i was in my 20s i was a, you know a man like we we can we suffer from our own ego sometimes so um yeah definitely just try to remember that if it just feels off at all don't don't deny it. just go get a check that's interesting so that kind of shows the importance of that self-test too um it's, you know yeah. maybe borderline playing with yourself once in a while but definitely check on both of them so you know the size because my friend joe for him he said he just like woke up one day and it was the size of an apricot um obviously like quickly a, for him 
Yeah, it's not going to be like that. I'm pretty sure it was the same thing where it's kind of slowly, and then yes. he just like one day like, oh wait a minute, this thing is massive. Yeah. Uh, but he said like he had a little bit of pain, and then he's kind of like felt felt around, and he's like, yo, this thing is gigantic. Yeah. And that's when he went in. Feel it in the shower wow. too. To, you know, every time you take a hot shower, just that's the best time to feel it. So that I would recommend that as well for self exams and do it once a month at least. This one's from What's Jen doing on Twitter? Does the massage therapist make house calls? Because I've got a kink in my neck. <laughs> I just like neck. <laughs> uh, next question. No, I'm kidding. I mean, yes, we can we can talk professionally. Yes, I, I would be open to that. So uh, you have my information. We will we will chat. Thank you. Question 11 is from JC Van Brow on IG. How would you guys suggest a man ask for help without feeling embarrassed? That I also got to say. So as we mentioned before, you know, our, our egos kind of keep us away from uh, asking for help in the first place. But I think you can kind of flip that on yourself. Use that ego to your benefit and realize, you know, like you're a man, you can recognize when things are wrong. You can notice when something's off in your car. You know, you can notice when something's wrong with your computer, whatever your skills are. Use that same ego, like, oh, I can notice something's wrong with me. And at that point, then you need to, you know, just kind of own up to it. And that's what the entire male society is always about. We're always preaching. You got to own up, man up to it. And it's a, it's a big, it's a big nut to swallow. But like, sometimes you just got to swallow that gravy down and just be like, it's time for me to talk to somebody. I got to get my life back together or whatever, you know, the issue could be. Yeah. Uh, Kim, I think pretty much said that perfectly. And I think the major thing is owning it and, if you're, if we're talking about health and a lot of like men's health stuff, a lot of that is treatable. Um, and then a lot of it you can, you can work on, especially if you catch it early, but the main thing is catching it early. Once it gets too far out with any type of disease or mental health it could be too late. So something's not right. Get on it. And uh, it's just better to not procrastinate. Yeah. If you're talking, if you're referring to mental health here, I think the biggest thing is acknowledging it and then, actually following through and, and doing something about it. I think it, we've all probably, I can, I feel safe saying this. We've all probably um, I've sought counseling or therapy and it's it, not to sound uh, over the top, but it, it is life-changing. It, it really is. So please, if that's what you're referring to, please um, look into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all like it treating yourself like a whole. I know Cam and I see it in medicine a lot. It's like you have a heart patient and they just get treated like a heart. You know, it's like treat yourself like a person. You are a whole person. And, um, you know, when when one little thing is off, it can really cause the rest of the, the body or the mind to kind of get off. I mean, when, another example from pharmacies, we see a lot of chronic pain patients that are also suffering from depression. These things go hand in hand. So it's like these things build up as you go, have different diseases, different issues build up. And all of a sudden now it's, now everything is really going wrong when we could have maybe attacked one or two things early on. Rock from Instagram wants to know what supplements are good and which ones are BS for men's health. Specifically, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> well, we can start off easy on this one. Specifically, you go to the gas station. If you buy it from a gas station, you're fucking up. And just... Checking to see that you're eating a variety of good whole foods that generally can get you most of your vitamins. Now, if you're, you know, on a special diet, like I know vegans generally have to supplement with the B vitamin. Um, the other extreme diets might like miss a, a little bit here and there or elimination diets, as they call them, might miss a little bit here and there with supplements. So just 
you know, be aware you're getting good, like quality controlled supplements. It's probably the biggest thing. Um, and then also just check and make sure that the supplements that you get don't have crossover. So if you're taking two different supplements and both have vitamin A, you might overdose on vitamin A. It's actually kind of easy to over time. So just make sure there isn't a whole lot of crossover on your supplements. Um, and then guys don't get, don't fall into the trap of, um, like this will boost your testosterone. This will do, you know, X, Y, Z it's, it's a, like we said, with kind of the last question, it's a holistic approach is what's going to boost your testosterone back up. You know, it's going to be exercising, eating right supplements, all that stuff together, not just your supplements. So. Oh yeah. Honestly, just grab yourself a daily. The daily is going to have more than what you need in that thing. And as Pat mentioned though, if you're taking additional things, check the backs of those things. Cause I had a, somebody who was taking, you know, a daily and then they're taking additional like B vitamin. I can't remember which one it was, but they were getting like diarrhea and stuff from it. So a lot of times you can't get some side effects from, from taking too much of this. She was getting like 500% of her daily intake. So just yeah. read those bottles and usually daily will cover most of what you want. Yeah. I'm becoming a, a pretty big fan of uh, magnesium. I'm not supplementing a lot with it. I just eat a lot of celery. It's got a lot of magnesium in it. So helps with sleep, um, helps with like muscle rigidity. Um, there's been some stuff talking about using magnesium to kind of help alleviate mild anxiety and things like that. So just again, make sure you're not ODing on it. It's good for ADHD, magnesium. Oh, nice. Good tip from T. How much for a mustache ride, daddies? How much you got? <laughs> <laughs> You got to ask, you probably can't afford it. Exactly. <laughs> Our next question is from Anonymous. Where do you guys find inspiration for your social media video? For me, I would say professional wrestling. I, I think it's obvious. It's probably how like stuff I want to see or how I want things presented, you know, I want it to be kind of fun and exciting stuff people got to know about. This, this question, this is actually a really good question and it is not from Jaime. Name is Trav. It is from Hi, my name is Trav. I had to do a little pronunciation and sounding out over here. <laughs> How would or should a man deal with feeling hopeless in today's in today's society? That's that's real difficult. Um, myself, I always go for the classic, like what men have always done for this. Uh, you have goals, some kind of goal you set, and every day, like you're just kind of chopping towards it, and it's going to be you know professional, educational, personal projects things like that uh that's kind of how i always deal with it because no matter what there's always a tomorrow and yeah things could be shitty today but tomorrow you might finish your you know you might reach your goal you might finish your project that's always a good feeling yeah i'd, I'd have to agree like finding a sense of purpose i think it's important to just remember like what what we get to instead of like what we have to i know that probably sounds a little bit cheesy but I think we do have a lot of opportunities and I know there's a lot of negativity in the world. If you watch the news, you'll see nine bad things before you see one good thing. And I think it's important just to real, like, just remember kind of what you're consuming, be aware of what you're consuming news wise media um, and people too. just the people around you can influence your environment. So take a really good hard look at what your current environment is and some things that you would like to see changed about it. And then you have to start doing the work of making the changes. And sometimes that means severing old connections or stop doing something that you enjoy doing just because it's toxic, but really re just evaluating the change that you want and how to pursue it. I think you both nailed it. I think purpose and tribe are really um, two things to try to 
seek out if you're if you feel hopeless. Um, there's always someone to listen. There's always someone that will understand. So don't give up. Twenty one jizzes a month can help too. <laughs> True facts. That's yeah, the chamber's right clear. There. If that chamber's clear, it's it's a little easier. You think clear? That's for sure. Presidential uh, mindset. <laughs> <laughs> this next question is from Moshe XO on IG. Are there any exams or health screenings you can do on your own without having to visit the doctor? That's a good follow-up. Um, let, let the doctors handle this one. Well, <laughs> guys, don't give yourself a prostate exam. I mean, you can, but don't call it that. Just um, But in all seriousness, like we talked about before, you have the, the uh, testicular exam. So... Joe kind of talked a little bit about examining yourself and, you know, you can do it in the shower. You can have a friend, you know, help you out. Um, all that stuff. Well, it's, you can take your own blood pressure at home. You can buy a blood pressure monitor cuff. You can probably. You buy, get oximeters. Do what? You can get the oximeters too. So you get the little finger. Yeah. Finger you can get an oximeter. You can, I'm sure you could probably test your blood glucose. Um, um, don't forget, you know, to check yourself for uh, breast cancer because, it does happen. So while you're in the shower feeling on your nuts, fill up on them titties. See how you're feeling. Yeah. What else? I think that's like all I can think of off the top of my head. There's a few things that you can definitely do at home. Uh, you can monitor yourself. Um, you can, I think you can go get blood work without a prescription, but you would need somebody to be able to read and analyze it. Um, you also have to pay for the lab itself. Yeah. Because you can go to some labs and get stuff done. Yeah. It's really going to be a specific, a specific question depending on what you're looking for. Um, yeah, there's there's home monitoring kits out there. The accuracy of them is not as great as if you actually had a blood draw. Blood draw, um, and they can give you some information, like general stuff. And I think that's about it, though. But you know, make sure that blood pressure staying down under 120, uh, under 120 over 80. Take care of yourselves. Less processed sugar, less salt. You can also go to jasonhealth.com and order your own blood work. It's a lot cheaper. Um, and then you can take that to Quest as well. So there are different programs out there. I, I know about Jason Health, but there are different programs out there where you can go online and do your own blood work ordering. Okay, that's cool. Right. And it's a lot cheaper than if your doctor were to send a prescription in, if you're self-pay. Well, lab orders, but yeah. Yeah, that's cash pay advice. Yeah. Um, From okay. Nobro92 on IG, do you guys have any advice for raising my two-year-old son to be a strong and smart man in his future? Yes, date crazy women. That's a that's a super difficult question because none of us have kids that we know of. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, honestly, so that it's like our, we're kind of out of our element for this, but I think the best advice is think about your strengths and then what you lack or what you may have not had growing up, and then obviously the positives, and provide all those positives. You know, be that positive role model. Kind of, it. you want to be able to, I know it's going to be hard, you want to be able to teach them things that you don't know how to do or you weren't taught to do. Um, that helps build their repertoire a lot better than just letting them kind of learn from TV or the schooling system and things like that. Yeah, I'd say be, be encouraging. Um, I think a lot of, especially with the boomers, so different generations my parent different but i think the boomers tell you a lot about what you can't do rather than 
what you can do. So I think that for a two-year-old, I would let them try, you know, I mean, let them try a bunch of different sports, let them try things out um, while they're young and kind of figure out what they like and then just support them in their journey. Um, being a former baseball coach, I saw a lot of parents make their kids play baseball and the kid really didn't want to play baseball, but the dad like wanted to live vicariously through his kid. And it just didn't really forge a great parent son relationship. So be supportive in the things they want to do. Cam, I think ultimately, before we go, I think ultimately just be there. Uh, yeah. Our generation is coming off of a huge, like, you know, father's not being present kind of thing. So yeah, um, I'm one of them. So yeah, same. So it's kind of one of those things where just be there. Shout out to my grandpa though. He was cool. He did a lot. Right. And, and that's another thing too. If you have grandparents still around, drop your kids off, let them spend time with grandma and grandpa. Cause you learn so much from your grandparents. Yeah. I learned about gonorrhea from my grandfather. <laughs> but, uh, from your grandfather okay, I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry alright Cam this one is specifically for, for you from Devin via the anchor portal hey Cam I recently have been discharged I've recently been honorably discharged from the army and want to go back to school what steps do I need to take? I've been listening for a while and I'm super inspired by you going back to school to make a difference. Oh, I definitely appreciate that. And uh, definitely thanks for listening and following us along. Uh, Cause I've, I have fat cocked my way since the Marine Corps. I've been fucking throwing it down every day. And I am not afraid to toot my own horn on this shit because no one, You're will, fucking, buddy. No one will fucking believe it that somebody from the Marine Corps is now a fucking doctorate. Um, but so first step is you got to apply for those education benefits um, from the VA, uh, depending on, cause I joined back in like Oh nine. So we still had two different GI bills and I can't remember if they got rid of one or not. Um, I like the post nine eleven GI bill because they give you a housing allowance and they pay for tuition, but sometimes the, the other GI bill kind of cover will kind of pay more. So you have to weigh those out, but you need to start applying early, um, because it does take a little bit of time. Second is you got to figure out what your goal is, where you want to go and what you want to do. Cause then you need to contact that school. If it's a bigger school guarantee, they'll have a veterans organization and they'll have like a veteran, like a VA department. It's not like the VA, it's the school's staff who help. Um, and they can help answer questions. They can help you get your process, your paperwork processed. Um, they can help kind of get you lined up and get you ready to go. And then there's always the other veterans that'll be there and you make friends. And that's kind of how I started an undergrad at USF is we had a vet center and it's just me and my boys, you know, and, me and my fellow veterans fucking around and doing things. So it gives you that community. Uh, but you need to start early and just start making phone calls. I think one of the best things I did is, you know, I knew I wanted to go to the pharmacy. I contacted the pharmacy school um, and then I contacted the VA at USF just to make sure that the VA, the GI Bill will cover pharmacy school. And it does. It pays for pharmacy school. So I used a little bit in undergrad and then I used the majority of it for pharmacy school. So obviously that is way more expensive. So it saved me a good bit of money, a good bit of money on that. Um, so best thing, start early, start making phone calls, and just start getting your paperwork submitted because the VA will drag its ass on it. And if anything else pops up, you can hit us in the Instagram or Twitter or whatever it is, and then you know we'll be able to get you back any more information we can on that stuff. But don't don't sell yourself short. Aim that shit high and shoot for the moon. Yeah, you gotta shoot. Gotta shoot.
from Dr. BDR in real life, why do men ignore health problems? Ooh. I think we just kind of like push it to the side. I think a lot of times we we prioritize other things, job, taking care of the family. And then before you know it, it just gets out of hand. You're kind of we're kind of taught from a young age too, it's it's not masculine to to be unhealthy, to be hurt or to be weak, right? So we kind of make ourselves think there's nothing wrong with us and you know, put it off. So that's just my experience with it. I think I'm gonna go a little dark here. Um, biggest reason is because nobody fucking cares. So like you'll say I have these problems and then they're like, that sucks, but you gotta be here tomorrow at eight. And you're like, fuck. Or, you know, your family's still expecting food. Your car still has to get fixed. So there's still shit we have to do. So as you guys said, you know, we kind of taught a young age, we just bury that shit. Because unfortunately, the way society is and the way society's been is when we have problems, we're kind of left to have to deal with them ourselves. From the cheese, you guys going to do any more live podcasts? Yeah, we get you and the... the the curd on then that'd be great we'll do a live action on ringside yeah i want to do a, a live one with cheese so if you guys don't know who the cheese is he's a professional wrestler and he is one of the most charismatic professional wrestlers ever he's at the cheese pro on instagram we're in a shameless plug that guy is awesome yeah he'll be he on the podcast soon enough there. and we probably won't talk about men's health but i don't give a damn it was a fun time <laughs> <laughs> i had a blast all right. From Anonymous on Instagram, can I do anything to make my dick bigger? That's a scary question. Yeah. I mean, losing, losing weight helps. Uh, if you're, I'm not saying you're overweight, but losing weight does help. Um, <laughs> make a, the appearance, the illusion of it. Um, what is it? What is, I don't, is there anything scientific to jelking? Mm, I don't know. I don't think there's a whole lot of science. Like people hang weights from their dick. <laughs> yeah. Do that. Don't do that. Just like, except yeah, forget forget that one. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. more. Yeah, but no. I, it's, sorry to make a joke of it. It's not a joke. But um, from my experience, I think losing weight would would be one way to make it appear bigger. I don't know what else there is. If you guys know, pump me trimming, 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 trimming the hair. I think I've never used a pump, but um, I know they have pumps, right? Oh, you know what? I have had I've had people actually come to the pharmacy and ask for those things. Um, like they're a prescription product or something, but I've had, I've heard, and they've told me that they work. Um, it will be a temporary thing, but essentially all you're really doing is just kind of pulling the blood back into it. So if we're going to recycle back to what we always talk about, if you, you know, get yourself healthy, you correct your blood flow, get your blood flowing better. That's going to make them vet them. Um, oh my God. The vessels get larger. It's going to make that thing feel a lot stronger. Yeah. Um, this might not make it bigger, but it'll definitely make it harder. Drink some daddy juice recipe on our website. In the shop, it's free. We have a smoothie guide. It is absolutely free. Go on there and drink some daddy juice. Join the movement. Celery gang. This, Just don't go cut into that thing like fucking Ted Bundy or some shit. Don't do that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you hear like back in high school, I always talked about, yeah, you got like four more inches of dick down. Like, if you feel like into your gooch, like you got four more inches of dick. And I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs> I don't think you can get four inches out of that if you kind of free the skin up a little bit. Let's not let's not do that. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. High you school can thing. say that if like, you know, if you're 
let's say you're six inches and you got six more in, you're like, I'm 12. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, the old, the old, the old equation of how to measure like the length of your dick, you know, they're like yaw plus length. Divided by width. Like <laughs> right, if you're right. doing from the balls, you're getting like two more out of that bad boy. Exactly. Getting, like, Go from the bottom. Line. Always. He gets yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. This question's from Lambo Law on Instagram. Is there a best time to have sex? Morning, nooners, nighters, 21 times a day. What works? If you can do it 21 times a day, you need to like call the doctor or some shit because that's something ain't right. That's probably the best best job in the world. <laughs> no, you'll be raw. You'll be fucking raw. <laughs> I'm a morning guy. Uh, morning or night, not after, you know, whenever. But what, what best, they're asking chemically, like when your testosterone's highest, is that what they're asking? Just I, best time for you. Oh, it's a personal, it's a preference question. Oh, sure. Sure. It's whenever our podcast. Mood, we do whatever we want. Whenever the mood strikes. Yeah. <laughs> right and now. Sometimes that mood is all the time. <laughs> from from Blue Collar Proud on Instagram, do you guys do yoga for the health or just to stare at the hot girls in tights? They're called yoga pants, not tights. I want to be honest at this, though. Um, if you're out doing yoga... If you're at least with the men's health guys, there are not as many women as guys. Because last time I was there, I was like eating dudes' ass, and dudes was in my ass, and like we were packing that place, and there was a clip lot that, of that audio. Thrown. Clip that audio forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will. And you know what though? That was like a men's oriented yoga. You know, there's a lot more girls, I guess, that go to go to the yoga studio. The regular ones. And to be to be honest with you, when you're in that hundred degree room, and and you're getting your ass kicked in yoga, you don't really care who's next to you because you're about to die. Yeah. So I, I, you know, John, I do I do yoga for the yoga. They're they're a good butts all around on the on the guys and gals. So you know yeah. we're, not, we're not there for the butts, but there's plenty there are plenty going. There's there. butts everywhere. Yeah, and depending where you're at, and that might just kick your ass if she sees you just staring off at asses instead of paying attention doing the fucking moves. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She will not fucking play. <laughs> what age were you guys when you started busting guts? <laughs> Freak. I think it's how we take that question. Like, does it mean just sex in general? Because let's be honest, like none of us were out here at like fucking sixteen year old little nurse just beating guts down. Like that's not how that works. Like probably having sex, but I don't think you were smashing right. guts apart. If we're talking like pure penetration, whether it be uh, vaginal or uh, anal, you know, because we know who knows. Uh, at 30, 34. <laughs> 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 Joe's like 34. He's like, I'm 33, but you know, next year's a big day. Wish next year's a big year. Manifesting it. <laughs> this is my year. <laughs> Come on. Thanks, From Jennifer Cruz Aniston Anderson on Instagram, what's the biggest stigma in men's health you guys have found during your time working on this program? Wow, that's a great that, question. That is a great question. Uh, I'm going to go first on this one. I will say guys as a collective are pretty furious when they get their feelings used against them. 
I think that has been one of the craziest things that have like come across our plate that I didn't even think about when we started Men's Health Unscripted, but sure enough. So, and then my advice on that, there is hours and hours of discussions to be had on this subject, but set boundaries for yourself and, uh, and maintain them. It is difficult. It is one of the most difficult things that you will do, but set a boundary. Any, what do you guys, uh, I know we've, we've been out in the community a lot. What, what's your, your guys, uh, biggest thing. You, that was a, you made a really good point. One, one thing I've noticed, um, it, it's not, it's not a direct answer to this, but it's, uh, it has something to do with, with, with men, obviously is like this, like incel attitude with this, like on Twitter, especially like this, like animosity or hatred toward women when they don't, um, they don't reciprocate feelings when men, you know. So, um, I saw a quote yesterday, just for good for all men to hear, is that women know it's not all men, right? But it's some men, so they have to be wary of all men because of that. So, anytime you you try to make you know your feelings known to women, they don't reciprocate them. You, you can't take it personal, or get angry, and it's not it's not your right to. So, I don't know if that's like a stigma. I kind of missed this answer, but it's something that's been on my mind. So, I'm just shooting it out there right now. So, no, that is not. That's it. Uh, for me, I think it's not even a stigma. It's the truth. It's just how much like guys do not want to talk about this shit. Like people will ask you a question, and then as you're going through it, you can just kind of see them stop, like stop listening, and like oh, like maybe you've said something that maybe goes in the feeling thing, like Pat said. Maybe we said something that hit a chord, and they're just like oh, and they kind of like start distancing themselves from you. We just do not want to talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, at, at our um, at some of our events, like. These men will come up, will say, "Hey, like, you want to talk to us?" He's like, "Nope, my wife's a doctor. I still don't care." We're like, well, like, how, yeah. how do you? Like, how yeah. Do you, there's, how do you get? Yeah. Like, some people just can't. That's an actual quote from a guy. That's a, that's a, yeah, the actual quote. Happened. My wife is a doctor. I do not care. Yes. And she tries. Well, I wonder. She tries to get me healthy every day. I don't care. I wonder <laughs> how often she's checking his prostate, yo. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Not as often as his doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better. Jen from TCS Tampa Bay, what do you think is the most important step, big or small, to take to better yourself? Recognizing it. Doing, no, this is something I've like struggled massively with uh, over the, probably the past, it's really come to light over the past year, but beating the shit out of myself, not physically, but mentally, when I don't get everything I wanted to get done in the day done, and usually those lists are very long. And so when I don't accomplish everything, even if I got halfway, less than, even if I got one or two things done, I, I'm trying better to not beat myself up about it. So I make the, I make the list for what I have to do the day and I accept what I finish. And if it has to roll over to the next day, then I do it. Um, that's, that's my biggest issue probably uh, that I'm addressing right now is not being so hard on myself. So guys, don't be so hard on yourself. It's not that serious. Thank you for being a vulnerable Pat. Cause that is same, same here. I think for, for me as well, I, I beat myself up and I, what's the saying? Uh, comparisons, the thief of joy. I will yeah. compare myself to, to other guys in their situations and it'd be like, Oh, they have more money or this and that. And I think sometimes I get caught up in that and beat myself up for not being where they are or where I think I should be. So I think just taking a step back and being, you know, proud of who you are and being grateful for where you are and being here as uh, a good first step for sure. Yeah, that was, was well said. It's definitely something I think we all kind of experienced. But like I said, I think just recognizing it and being aware that there is a step to be made 
and kind of focus on what it is. Um, that's probably the first thing because you can't fix anything if you don't know what it is. Right. And to answer Jen's follow-up question, yes, they are planning more events in 2023. Website, TikTok, Instagram, podcast to find out when and where those events are. TikTok, you got to sift through the Daddy Juice videos. You got a lot of sifting to do too. <laughs> Good segue to the next question. From Rob Strickler 3 on TikTok, how much of each ingredient goes into Daddy Juice? So daddy juice is either juiced or blended beets, celery, watermelon, and including the rinds, that weird green part that that, that rind is so important. You got to save the rinds, guys. But uh, you can do whatever you want. Um, a lot of the a lot of the, fr the fruits and vegetables that go into daddy juice kind of work hand in hand together or do the same thing. So find something that tastes good for you that you'll enjoy drinking. Um, and then you can always add other things in. So, you know, we like blueberries on occasion. Pineapple. Yeah, pineapple, honey. So just you can sweeten it up. Just stay away from the refined sugars. Um, those aren't really going to to help you out. And if anything, you know, those cause a little bit more inflammation um, and kind of get you the opposite of the results that you want. So well, the other day we did a bunch of ginger, too. That was that was. Ooh, that was nice oh, yeah, we added ginger is really good. Yeah. So talk about inflammation so, or anti-inflammatory. Uh, yeah. And then just make a smoothie. We just, we're sick freaks and we just straight put those in there and drink water with it. Like just put water and blend it and drink the pulp and everything. Like we're sick freaks. Like we have a problem. It is. You have no idea how thick it is. Like we, we, we discussed it, but <laughs> it's, I, I think honestly, if you go in with a mindset, you're saying this, you're not, you're not eating a meal. You're not like, you just, it's, you're doing it for your health. So it's, it's really a mindset. I'm not saying suffer through it. It's not what we're saying at all, but it's not as bad as it like we make it out to be right yeah no 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 just but i'm just saying like you can add definitely add stuff to it to make it more palatable like we are just sick freaks like we just choke it down because it's like we love choking it yeah that's it yeah, perfect next question but, but i do remember though for, the, for those guys with uh you know diabetics they still have sugars in them don't overdo it because you can spike those sugars yeah, and what are, what are and some good? Your red, your beats make your poop red, so don't get like don't freak out. Alarmed. Don't yeah. freak out by that. Don't call it nine one one if you see like a red bowel movement. It's normal. But yeah. uh, Cam, uh, do uh, oranges are low on the uh, glycemic, glycemic index, correct? Index. Yeah. Okay, so like you can look up what Google that you know what fruits. So if you if you are diabetic, that that will uh, kind of help you there. Well, like anything though, you can overdo it. Uh, I've seen some patient in clinics where they're like, "Oh yeah, I can just replace all my stuff with fruits and stuff," and they're still like. No, three hundreds, and you're like, oh shit, damn. Yeah, no. There, there's a lot at that point. There's a lot more lifestyle modification that needs to take place. It's not just the fruit. And if you do have an underlying health condition, talk to your doctor about what you're putting in your daddy juice to make sure. I know with some medications, you know, grapefruit affects certain yeah. medications. Like different grapefruit is the devil how your body metabolizes yeah. yeah like so like spinach kale vitamin k if you're on uh, anticoagulant or a relative and you're giving them daddy juice like be careful because a lot of these vegetables do have vitamin k and they can mess with um warfarin you know or or what's it jovantin yeah whatever Th those meds like so be aware be aware like some some fruits and vegetables do have you know reactions interactions uh, with meds yeah interactions with the meds so all right cam why do guys always fall for the crazies? This is a pretty important question here. It's because they throw that best action around. 
like when you're getting when you're piping down or you're getting taken, like you forget all about it. You have that crazy the crazy hotness scales people say, but like if they're if they're throwing that booty around in a circle and you're clapping cheeks, you forget. You just fucking forget. <laughs> I, I got nothing. I, I I suffer from this, so I can't answer this. Yep. I, I I wish I was able to answer this. I'm sorry, but let me let me do some R and D and circle back on this. That's what gets me all the time. Like you have fucking fantastic sex for a while, and eventually, like that honeymoon phase kind of goes away. Then you're like, yo, this bitch is trying to stab me. Like fuck. It's it's not even the sex though. It's the roller coaster of emotions. Is like what yeah. you know? It's uh yes, obviously the sex is part of it, but um the ups and downs. I don't know. I don't. I guess it's the dopamine spikes and drops, and like I'm constantly seeking out that next spike, and it's it's toxic oh. I, and addictive. So I, I, I whoever asked this with several people, I uh, yes. I'm I'm with you. Yeah, it's like basically it was a compilation of like the same question over and over again. So I just like you know edited it to that so we're not answering the same one but yeah so we're not we're not just saying that um it's just women that are crazy it's we're oh, yeah know, we're we're equally crazy so we're you know we're all in this together yeah we're throwing that d we're wild too so yeah. piping down yeah it's probably just as easy on the other end yeah i had a therapist tell me once if you're dating shitty men the common denominator is you and maybe you need to look in a mirror and work on yourself there you go t and no truer words have ever been spoken. Preach. Jim, triple X 69. Jim. Are you guys going to do a podcast on STDs, also known as VD and whatever other STIs. On these STIs, days? STDs. We haven't done one yet. So it's probably, you know what? So Thick Jim is a homie of ours. Thick Jim is currently doing a residency at an interesting hospital where their infectious disease pharmacist pretty much from soviet russia um and she is kind of mean as fuck so i wonder if we can get thick jim to kind of tie her into a podcast for this and then she can like she'll probably just blatantly rip on us for the time but i think it might be funny <laughs> yeah shout out to thick jim you do not dose vanko you go to gulag <laughs> did you dose get vanko too high <laughs> oh, you are getting kicked out today. That's not that's not Russian. out like Chinese <laughs> <laughs> or like Borat. Like all my voice at Borat. Hamburger Maddie wants to know when is the MHU West Coast tour? See y'all soon and Happy New Year. Yo, Maddie's the boy. Yo, dude, Maddie is Maddie. You have no idea how often Pat and I talk about you. We, we to our to our listeners, Maddie is our one of Maddie's our favorite. Our we, we love everyone, but Maddie, I don't know, he has a special place in our heart. He's just so enthusiastic. He's been there from the start. Like, Maddie, we got to come see you this year. Yeah. Put, put on the board, 2023. Maddie, don't, Maddie don't post them a lot, but Maddie has some absolute cannons for calves, too. Like, I don't know what his calf routine is. He doesn't post a lot because it's like, it's an attraction. Is he just a genetic freak? <laughs> he was born with, like, just God's favorite calves? Maybe. One of those. Dude, he's out there swinging golf clubs, and I bet he hits a golf ball a quarter mile. Down bad for the Cavs. All right, we gotta we we gotta visit Maddie this year. Yeah. All right, Maddie, let's let's get in touch. We're coming. We're coming, Maddie. Oh, we're coming. We got you know. You guys know we got some. We got to, we got an LA trip planned. It's coming. So, but we're definitely gonna be hanging out with Maddie too. Jeffrey from Canada wants to know what your thoughts on semi-glutide proliferating the healthcare system as off-label for weight loss 
Yo, shout out to Jeff because this is a serious fucking question of the serious problem. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey, this probably, thank you. This is probably definitely going to be my targeted question right now because I experience the issue with this every day. So for everybody, uh, some of the tide is uh, is Ozempic is, is the injectable, and mm-hmm. then they have Wagovi, which is the one that's approved for weight loss, and then they have Ribelsis, which is an oral medication. Um, so these things became quite popular. Uh, their side effect of this medication is weight loss. So basically the way it works is it makes you feel satiated. You don't want to eat anymore. So you kind of slow down your eating, you lose weight. So they made a product that was made for weight loss. Unfortunately, Ozempic went on um, back order due to some labeling issues and some supply issues and things like that. So they've been on back order for months now. And a new product come out called Manjaro. It's another GLP-1 agonist. Uh, but the manufacturer had a coupon that could bring the price down from 1200 bucks. Uh, for a box of two pins, two or four four pins, a box of four pins, down to $25. And unfortunately, that medication is only indicated for diabetes. So it, kind of a way to segue into it, allow them the use of it. They had a question on the coupon box thing. Is this being used for diabetes? Yes or no? And that was like the only check. Um, so then that product started just flying through the shelves, again, mostly for weight loss. And the big issue is, that now it's on back order, Ozempic's on back order, and then some of the other ones like Trulicity is also kind of on back order. So now you had all these medications that ideally would be being used to help bring down diabetic A1Cs are now impossible to get a hold of. So a lot of places, um, some select pharmacies and pharmacists have kind of set like a you know, in-house kind of hard rule where if that prescription does not have a diabetic diagnosis code, or if they call the doctor's office and they answer with such and such weight loss clinic, denied. Like they're not filling that shit, it's gone because it's taking away from diabetic patients who are using it for A1C. Now, to be clear, this is not a medication anybody needs. This medication will not deter- like decide if you live or die. Um, a lot of people think it's like insulin and it's not like insulin. This thing is entirely like I don't say novel, but it's entirely in that kind of fashion where if you don't have it, there's other options, whatever. But some people are so honed and focused on this stuff that they're eating the shit up like cocaine, and it's really causing a fucking problem for those who are using it for their A1C. So yeah, I don't like it. Thank you. This is an email submission from that person again, anonymous. What's one thing each of you would say to a woman about dating a man that would make the long-term relationship better? So one piece of advice you would give to a woman to make a long-term relationship better besides 21 jizzes a month, because that's my line. That'll definitely keep them around. I would say um, be encouraging. I kind of went back on that one again, but I think a lot of people kind of get caught in a rut or maybe their lives get the same and maybe, you know, one person in the relationship might get a new opportunity, like, you know, guy or girl, just be encouraging with each other. If you're in a relationship, encourage them to, to be themselves and like to pursue the things they want. I think that's how you get the you know, most out of a healthy relationship. I gotta say, just be open. You see all these memes where it's be open with your intention, your desires. You tell these memes where it's like the like the guy, the couple laying in bed, and the woman's always like, "Oh, I wonder what he's thinking," and the guy's like, "Damn, I can't get my car to start." Like sometimes you think we're kind of like in some deep, deep knowledge land. Like, no, nah, usually pretty basic. We don't know what you've got going on in your brain. Just share it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think uh, I think 
listening is, is huge. It, it helps us express ourselves because a lot of times I'll be on dates or have been on dates. And uh, a lot of times we're doing the listening and we're asking the questions and we're, you know, checking in even when we're dating. It's nice to have that reciprocated sometimes because we don't want to be forthright with that information unless it is asked of us. So I think asking, prodding, listening is really helpful. Nice. This one's from Dr. G via text. How can a guy discuss sexual health with a partner? For example, STDs, erectile dysfunction, depression, using protection, no glove, no love, health risks. Well, I think first off, use your words. Yeah. It's it's tough, um, especially when like certain things are stigmatized, like you know, STDs or STIs are stigmatized, but um, I think you have to discuss it right up front just because it's kind of messed up if you don't you know and then the other person gets something so you just got to be forthright about what's going on and yeah use your words and maybe maybe t mcgee could kind of uh clarify this i think some states actually have like legal action if you knowingly give somebody something um without being open about it well no if you expose them without putting them on notice it's not even giving it to them Oh, so just exposure. Correct. Oof. How is it, what is a way you can help someone be adherent with their medications without seeming like you're taking away their autonomy or shaming them or being bossy or intrusive? That one's difficult. Um, I think it's something we've talked about before that motivational interviewing, I absolutely hate it, but it comes back. Um, so I've seen this practice used in um, some mental institutions where you kind of have that conversation with the patient and kind of like establish what their goals are, figure out what they want to do. And then you kind of have to start slowly kind of adding in, well, does this help? You know, did you find it better on this medication? And then sometimes it actually does link them into it and they realize, oh yeah, I was, I was thinking a bit clearer on this or, you know, I didn't, whatever their, their ailment is, that was a little more under control with this. And there can be more receptive. It's not a guarantee though. Yeah, I mean, think about it this way. No, nobody, I mean, at least I don't. I know you guys don't like being told what to do and like having somebody point their finger at you and tell you what, like all of the things that you should do and have to. So um, from a healthcare provider's perspective, well, just like Cam said, you gotta, they have to find it within themselves and find the reason why they need to do it, why they need to take medication um, or and just, also, maybe providing good as a healthcare provider, providing good quality education that they can use and make an informed decision rather than also saying like, oh, you have to have this med or you need this. Um, give them the information of like what the pros and cons are. Jackson, um, he submitted this question through the anchor portal. Can you be friends with an ex? Yes or no? Joe. Oh, going to me first. I, I I like to think so. Yes. I mean, we're not animals, right? So it's it's like, uh, I know it sounds easy saying that. I know in your situation that you just explain you're in, um, why you'd be hesitant. But I think there are ways to uh, to do it. And for me, personally, um, words of affirmation are my, are my number one love language. And I think that in this situation, when you have someone that may be hesitant of your you being friends with your ex, I think affirming them daily and reminding them every time, you know, that you do you do hang out with this person that that's all they are to you as a friend and that's it again it's easier said than done i'm sure there's a lot more work goes into it but um i would just try to reassure them as much as you can cam 
I think you can be. Um, as you said, I don't see why you you know you can't. We're a civilized world. I do understand sometimes hard feelings are are always present, so it does make it very difficult. Um, as for your particular situation, which it's going to be difficult, but that was my go-to as well. It's kind of just affirming with them that you're not looking to like make romantic moves. You're not looking to have romantic moves made against you. You're just trying to you have you have a friendship, and you're just trying to have you know nurture that friendship, but without it turning into some kind of sexual kind of thing or relationship yeah. emotional romantic, romantic. Yeah. so yeah so for our listeners um jackson's i guess he's a he's a friend with his ex from high school and his current girlfriend doesn't like it so um you know that's I think a part of it too one. is like how old is he yeah if he's still in high school and she's a girlfriend from two weeks ago yeah, probably not good. Oh, that's fair. We should find out how old he is. We should we, Jackson uh, DM us. We'll, we'll we'll discuss it with you. But yes, send us, send us back to the portal. But yeah, I think you can be friends with your ex. Like, I don't think I have any bad relationships with my ex girlfriend. Like, you know, I'm not texting them or reaching out to them, kind of thing. Um, but like, if I saw them in public, like, and then I had to say hi, I think everything would be cordial and like, there's no like drama or anything. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I think a good angle to take would be to remind them that this this person played a, a valuable role in your life and made you the person you are now, and your partner obviously likes you now. So I think reminding him that um, might help. Who knows? Yeah, it's, that's a tough one. Good luck with that. Let us know how old you are too, please. Well, I think the like the main point all three of you made is you're you know you're being open and you're saying, hey, look, I have this ex who is a friend of mine but there's nothing going on. We are just friends. Yeah. Especially if you like did it in high school, you know? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm so I guess whenever I go through my relationships, I never can even count my high school relationships because it's your. Yeah. yeah. I'm in full of calm. Yep. And this is from last Dr. But, Tara. Last but not least our best. Dr. Tara. What's your go-to first date and why? I got to say coffee. It's uh, it's low risk. Everybody likes coffee. If they don't like coffee, there's tea, I guess. But I don't know if I'd be someone with somebody who didn't like coffee. You're going to take me on your date? That'd be kind of weird. Hi, I'm T. McGee. I'm just here with Pat for a date. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for that. That's good. Yeah, I love that yeah. happened. Uh, so yeah, coffee. Nice. My choice. I, see, so I, it's low risk. I see. I see. Uh, I, we're a little different there. I see that. I'm a dinner guy. I, I'd rather just. It's a little higher risk. I agree. As far as you know, uh, what's on at stake, but uh, I think it's a better way to get to get um, to know if you want to see this person again or not. Coffee's great too, obviously, but I'm I'm more of a dinner classic. You know sit down talk environment i respect that you can learn like see what their their dinner table manners are how they hand how they talk yeah. to the server you know exactly um that's big for me to see you know how to eat yeah it's all that kind of stuff so yeah. <laughs> you know, i might be a fucking psychopath i like to do uh activity stuff so like you go out and see like a park or something um i probably say a low risk thing too but depending on what kind of park how much money you're spending and stuff like that but then if it goes well from there, I like kind of just fucking shoot in the wind. I don't know. Because um, like the current girl I'm dating now, our first date, we went out to this park out in Wikiwachi. Uh, it's a state park, but it's like down in Florida, we have these beautiful springs. So it's a nice spring, walked around, stuff like that. And then I just got lost down in like um, 
Tarpon Springs, which is like an hour drive. So we just got lost for like the day and ended up at a seafood restaurant and stuff like that. It was a great time. That's a, that is a classic one too. I, I have a little PTSD from those. I went on a date in South Florida one time in a, in a state park and, and she tripped and fell and hurt her arm. So I, I was, that kind of ruined the date. Never saw her again, which is okay. But, um, <laughs> but I get, I, I love that. I, it's the romantic in me loves that cam. Oh yeah. I love, I love, I didn't know that about you. I'm learning about, look at us. I'm learning about <laughs> my, my fellow podcasters here. <laughs> yo, a good one's a sunken garden down in St. Pete, especially because, like, for me, it's a fucking drive. But, yo, that place is beautiful. Good Some, to know. Yeah, never been. Sun Gardens is nice. Oh, it's great. This is good to know. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take that from you. Thank you. They got Museums are bad because you have to be quiet. Yeah. They got flamingos yeah. on, baby. We, we do. We do love flamingos. <laughs> <laughs> I've had two friends get married at Sunken Gardens, so be careful yeah. over there. What what does that mean? You oh. might end up going there on a date and coming home married. Who knows? Oh, you know what? They do do weddings works. on their. They have lawns. They do weddings at. That's dope. And they have um an in uh an like a conference room or a boardroom that can fit like hundred and fifty people. Nice. Jesus, no. Oh. This is good to know. All right. Yeah. Hold up there for later. Yeah. Well, everybody. I feel like um, we got a lot of questions. We got a lot of questions answered. We're done. 29 more days to get 21 jizzes in. Take care of those prostates. Let's give a quick shout out to New Zealand, though. Yeah. There's like 5 million people in New Zealand. Those guys down under listening, listening tight to us. Keep that. It's not a radio. Keep whatever device you have tuned in on this thing every time we're putting one out. Yeah, share it. And uh, listening, we appreciate you, too. Just New Zealand been New Zealand been blowing us up. So it's been great. Thank you, guys. Um, make sure you're following us. If you don't follow us and you just listen to the podcast, um, we're available on Instagram. If you want to learn how to make daddy juice, follow us on TikTok because it's pretty much just a stream of those videos. Like when I make daddy juice, I just make it, I make a video. So I kill two birds with one stone. Um, what else? We're apparently we're going to be getting a Facebook page that's out of my hands. And then the website menshealthunscripted.com hit the shop, get the smoothie guide. Or absolute free. Just download it. That's a deal you cannot beat. Yeah, you can't beat. It's a three smoothies. It all covers different aspects of health. They're delicious, satiating. Um, there's some funny jokes written in there. So you guys enjoy yourselves. Um, T, thank you so much for moderating this and keeping us on time. Um, I think that was record time from last year. It took forever, so... Well, thanks guys for having me. And thank you, thank you to all our listeners who participated uh, in asking these questions. It's the questions are they were really good and thought provoking, and got got to showcase who we are. So, um, and Joe and Cam, thank you. I like your boys.